Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm just going to drink coffee. And on today's coffee drinking episode, uh, we're going to be talking about a a certain topic that has been asked several times to Facebook groups and every other thing that uh, we've done of how to share or talk uh, about your faith with unbelievers. So we're going to dive into that one today. Well, I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm pretty sure I peaked the system there. At did the we Let's did we peak the system? I'm pretty sure. Did we, did we mess it up? No, nah, we'll go with it. Hey, at least it we'll recorded go. this time. This this time. <laughs> I'm gonna punt the ball. Right it to you put. Yeah. Now I will say this though. Okay, so that meme, honestly, I was just like, what's a really funny thing where I'm the butt of the joke? You like that? Or where I'm the butt of the joke. Because I'm like, I don't want to like throw Fuller under the bus. I want to be the one that screws up. So it's like, perfect intro. Mark Fit gets to hit record. So this is our second <laughs> attempt to record this episode because well, uh, YouTube messed up. Oh, no, our, no, 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 um, uh, our video system messed up. I forgot to hit the screen so the hotkeys didn't work. And I'm, I'm, like, hit, I'm hitting the camera. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. This is what happens when you're out of studio for seven weeks, guys. Yeah, it's been a long time. Seven it's weeks. It's been a one week for everybody listening. But for us, it's been seven weeks. We man, have there's a lot, been a lot going on. We've had a lot like pre, pre-batched pre recorded, though. <laughs> Good for us. So data recording, it's a, what, a week and a couple days away from October Halloween. 21. October 21. October 21. Oh, put it on your bingo card. Hey! For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the bingo Dude, card, if you join the Sabrina's RTC. the realist. If you join the Real Talk Christian Podcast community page on Facebook, we actually have a bingo card from you, one of our listeners, Sabrina Gibson. Are we allowed to have favorite listeners besides our wives? I feel like we're allowed to. I, I don't think so. Okay. I, Never mind. Sorry, Sabrina. I'm not allowed to have you as a favorite listener. I don't I'm think sorry. so, Tim. Tim who? I'm not, I don't know, Tim. Home improvement, man. Oh. Al Borland goes, I don't think so, Tim. Oh, I thought you were making fun of my first name again. No. But my it, it bad. does fit. It does fit. My bad. My bad. So, my bad. what has been going on, my good sir? Dude, so in the Hyde Life, we've been dealing a lot with just, um, well, let's just put it this way. If anyone knows how to parent an 11-year-old, please send help. I do. Like white flag is being flown outside the hide house right now because it's going down and I, it is rough. I know how to parent an eleven year old to send him to the hide house. Uh, no, mm-hmm. oh. no, but we've been dealing with that. Um, we've, I mean, obviously the world knows that we're pregnant, expecting maybe hide number eight. Although this is like Beth's first like kid, like to guys first to term our kid first kid together. Yes, it confuses everybody. They're like, oh, it's kid number eight. It's like, why I did this? Wow, that's awkward. I'll keep it down here. That's so not an appropriate emotion no, there, buddy. Nobody can see. Nobody can see it. It's nope. good. But so but we found always some complications that are gonna make it a little challenging as the road yeah. goes along. So we've been dealing with that emotionally. And, Baby Lennox. And then dealing with work to the point where Beth took off for the weekend to go visit her sister so I can have a working weekend. Was so, it was it yeah. for you or was it for Beth going, I need a breakaway? No, she took the kids with her. It was not oh, for Beth. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you got me it there. It was not for Beth. So this week has been full of Zoom calls and meet. Like, literally, I've had about four hours with the Zoom calls today. Sure. A meeting yesterday, a meeting Wednesday. I had another meeting Tuesday, a meeting Monday. I get, uh, that one got canceled, though. Mm. So it's just been absolutely nuts. But business has been bumping and grinding, having a good time with that. And it's just been wild, man. Cool. It's just been a awesome. wild, wild ride. So if you need any website help, markhide.com, I got you, boo. All right. I'm, I, rec- I got you. I, I don't re- I don't think a self-promotion is on the bingo card, Sabrina, is it? I just want to let you know it, it is a $500 sponsorship now. 
you got to sponsor RTC 500 bucks a month. Oh, man. See what happens when you self-promote? Jeez. It's against the rules. <laughs> Speaking of, I still think, so, so in the Facebook group, which if you're not a part of the Facebook community yet, you got to be, dude. Because, or, or, or lady, I just, did I assume genders? Person. I'm sorry, Sabrina. Person. Um, so your person, because we have right Th- now. They, them, there. Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, right now at did recording just over four hundred and fifty people from uh, all over the world. I think we're four four sixty. No, no. We're, what? I think so. Whoa. I think we crossed it yesterday. Oh my I goodness! We did. But we have Maybe people we from we have Kiwis. We got Australians. Oh no, you're right. Four fifty three. So we have some friends from Scotland, and I got a little bit in trouble because um, from Scotland, because um, I'm a huge Celtic FC fan, and our friends from Scotland Let's who see. are available in our Facebook group. Um, well, did yeah, they're Ranger many, fans. Did you so. see how many subscribers on YouTube we have now? We're almost at five hundred. Four ninety two. Now you we're YouTube still working watchers. on the we're still working on the syncopation with audio and the in the mic, so I, it's annoying, but whatever. No, it's fine. I think we've gotten it pretty, well, last week, pretty close. Last week I thought we tried to the, nail it. The right? last two weeks we yeah. yeah. We should be pretty close. But now. needless to say, inside of this Facebook group, dude, we've had people who have been asking questions and starting conversations yes. and going back and forth. And um oh I had to think for a little bit. David, my boy David over in Scotland, he is him and his family are Rangers FC fans. And all I have to say to you is there's a reason why you're not the champions of Scotland anymore hail hail so but i i am legit a diehard celtic fc fan that's fun fact so um but anyway but in the facebook group we've had people sharing testimonies we've had people sharing inspiration and thoughts and quotes and bible verses and praying for one another right and it's just super dope it is cool it's just so cool and there might be a meme here or there i mean that yeah mr hyde throws in there to Give you a good like chuckle for the, the day. Football and he gets hit give in the you, butt. Give you a good chuckle good for the chuckle day. For the day. <laughs> um, and random questions like the one I asked today, where it's like, all right, let's be kids for a second. What's your favorite color? And then not your second, but what's your third favorite color? Because every kid will be like, so what's your fifth favorite dinosaur? <laughs> Elliot used to do that. It's chuckle time with it's Mark. Chuckle Hyde. time with Mark. Hyde. But so I've been doing a lot with Instagram. We haven't been doing that yeah. much over there because Facebook I, group has been a, just a cool community. I have a confession that <gasps> I have sucked. Oh, my bad. Well, I mean, that's a given. That's an everyday thing. Sorry. I love you. No, you haven't. Uh, You're my best friend. But no, I have not been very good at response. Responding. I was going to say responses, but responding uh, to text emails. I haven't been very involved in Facebook group or uh, Instagram. So we're trying. I, I'm, I've, but it's man, been busy, it's been a busy, been a busy, busy road. Time. But in the Facebook group, well, right now, someone just requested a prayer request inside the Facebook group. It disappeared, but it was there. Was it Mr. Frerichs? No. Stinking Joe went down to Peru. Wait, most people oh. don't know who Joe is. Okay, so Joe. Episode 40. Episode 40, Joe was on. He is a missionary <laughs> to Peru. Sorry, Sabrina um, posted a meme. So, uh. That's who, when we talk about Joe Frericks, that's who we're talking about. Anyways, he hurt himself playing soccer and has been going about business and life as usual for the past few months, and it has gotten very bad. A tear in his ligament, is that what it was, or a tendon? Uh, something with his ankle. Some, something like that. So I was talking bad. with him and Kimberly a little bit today on my way over here. Nice. Yep. Not really talking, talking about more like voice message and whatnot. Gotcha, gotcha. But so, right, so let's inside get into the Facebook questions. group, we talked about a lot of fun things, but one question that I did ask was, what are we going to banter about at the beginning of today's episode? And, seeing and as we how, got some fun ones. And seeing as how we're back together for the first time, it seems appropriate. Oh, these are these are good All right, ones. Let's hear some. All right, so this one is from Andrea, and she says, "What's the right way to put on your socks and shoes? Is it sock sock shoe shoe or sock shoe sock shoe?" That is a valid question because my kids argue about this one. I would say 
whatever you feel like for the day. Come on, give but an typically answer. Typically, I do. Give an answer. I do sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Do you now? Now, why is it because you do? Now, now here's here's the question. Typically, I do you put do on it socks. at the same time, or do you put no. socks on and go somewhere and like at downstairs and then put your shoes on? I probably I do that. I, I typically like after shower time, like socks go on and then I'm mulling around the house and then I make my way to to my shoes. Now, here's the real question: Do you have a preferred method by which you put the sock on the foot first, like left foot or right foot first? I honestly have never paid attention. That's not something that's like, oh yeah. I normally do your right foot first. Really? In fact, yeah, I got to, I have a lot of weird you're weird. Things like when that's, I go downstairs, understatement. I face to the right and I go do 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 and then at the bottom bottom two stairs I switch to the left, I go do 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 and then I walk. Cuz I like going down the stairs like turning I'm pretty sure Hannibal Lecter did okay, the same you, thing. You know how in skateboarding you got goofy stands, you got standard stands. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're you talking about. You know about where your left foot goes first from regular, then Goofy's right foot? So I go down skateboard style down the stairs with my left foot's in yeah. front. So I go do 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 but then I have to turn left that's, to get to my office. So I go do 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 and then I turn at the stair, second to the bottom, and turn. That's some Jeffrey Dahmer philosophy right there. The cannibal eats people. Oh, that's weird. That's like that's weird. Okay, so back to <laughs> that one. So Brandon, our boy Brandon, which side note, welcome. He started his he started a podcast a while back. He just got back into podcasting because homeboy is married now. He's married. He's married with happy, a happy married wife. With a wife. wife. He's doing good. So he's back to record his podcast. Um, he says, Is it ever okay to eat Oreos without milk? Here's ready, 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 ready? Yep. Or answer on three. You ready? Right. One, two, three. Yes. No. If you have peanut butter. What? If you have peanut butter, it is appropriate not to use milk. Bro, I want to baptize them like if you don't, so much if, that they look baptized by the time they come back if, up out of that water. That's you, what I want to do. If you do not have peanut butter, you apply the cookie in the milk and you hold down for at least 10 seconds to properly soak mm-hmm. and get all the devil out of it. <laughs> all right what's another question you know i've had a lot of fun conversations with my presbyterian friends where it's like about baptism it's like well what does the word baptismal mean it means to dunk do you sprinkle your oreo with milk i don't think so boss you put that sucker under you push it to the bottom and hold it there until you ain't got no more breath and then in the same way that jesus was buried and raised again <laughs> <laughs> gotta take you to near death before <laughs> we, are, we raise you up in life we're off all right let's do one more you ready all right let's so eric asked a question about the halloween topic for the year which yes we did already record that you heard that last week yep. about the uh nephilim is that how you say it again the ne- nephilim nephilim so it may that'd be a good conversation to have coming it's, up for it's, it's in halloween. the queue it, it is it is in the queue. yes it is sir all right yes. all right all right so uh wait i know that one um Goodness. Um, uh, are you, um, are you trying um, to get my... I was just doing the voice for the bingo card, but okay. No, no, no. The, that voice was... Um, I don't know. It's from, from a movie. Do kind of or do not. There is no try. Yoda. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. So um, as far as banter, Eric wants to know, what's the best movie you've ever seen in the movie theater? Okay. Hands down. The very down. best movie. Hands I've down. Seen. That's a strong statement, my dude. Hands down. Hands down. All right. Uh, is Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Why that one? Phenomenal. I mean, that one because was a phenomenal action the, scene. The battle scenes were phenomenal, and it was like such new technology when it came out back in, like I think it was like 2003. I mean, that was a boss of a movie to watch in theaters. In that's, 2003, that's, that's it was like, whoa. But I yeah. think... I remember the one that made me go, holy crap, I will always watch these in theaters, was probably like Iron Man and Captain America's. Yeah, the, all the Marvel series. Like, I don't like to miss Marvel th- movies in theaters because of the simple base that you get. Oh, you know, the, oh yeah, throughout the whole system. Um, 
the first one I ever, I don't remember what the first movie I ever went to, but I don't know. Like, like yeah. we do a lot with movie theaters, but if someone said, what's the best one? Okay. My best experience. How about this? My, my best experience was, um, two of them. One was Batman begins and IMAX. Okay. That was dope. Second one was the second Batman was the dark. Was the dark Knight the second one? No, dark Knight rises. I think whatever the second one was, well, I went with no, my, no, Batman begins was the first one. And okay. then, Dark Knight Rises, I thought. So the first one Maybe. I saw on IMAX. The second one I saw with my best friend, and we were the only two dudes in the whole theater. It was dope. It was awesome. So what's the worst experience you've ever had in a movie theater? Not because of the movie. I had this couple right. I don't know if I really have one. I had this couple right in front of me smacking the whole time during the man all over you each mean, other. It was terrible. You mean making out. Not, not legit they like... Were, they, 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 I wanted to smack them. <laughs> it was terrible. I've had some bad concert experiences where I've been very uncomfortable with you know people a couple rows ahead of me where it's like y'all need to leave. This Inappropriate okay. touching. Save that for the bedroom. It's just weird. But I don't know if I really have a bad movie experience oh. though. I've got some really good naps. So I've had some real good naps. The movies fourteen with them recliners. Star, oh man, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Right. I think that was what episode. Seven or eight, whatever the one. I think that was the first one. Seven. That's seven, yeah. Force, Force Awakens is seven, yeah. I fell asleep. Really? During that movie, I was like, and I'm a Star Wars fan, but it was like, does, does Janiel this know this? Oh yeah. Okay. This is dragging. It was dragging. Oh. That one. That one was. That one was not oh, as bad as number one. God. It was not as bad as episode one. That oh, one see, dragged down for forever. You talk about Phantom Menace. Yes. Now see, that one dragged down for an eternity. Now see, maybe because we're gonna watch <clears> that movie in heaven because it never ends. I'm nostalgic. Maybe that's the reason why I like it, because it's older now. But if you take Jar Jar Binks out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Take him completely out and anything to do with his storyline. And take out, like, most of the any any scenes, right? Uh, and just do the pod, the pod, uh, uh, what pod racing. The pod racing. That'd be dope. Just do the pod racing on Tatooine and the fight scene between Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Darth, Darth Maul on that Tatooine. Was, that was dope. And leave that there. And then take the rest of that whole experience out with his mother because you don't really need that, in my opinion. Uh, perfect. Yeah, you do. That, that's what created the anger inside of Anakin to become Darth Vader. No, what created the anger was just he was a, a slave, and then it came back, and then his mom got sold off to, exactly. to somebody. His mother. And then she got murdered by the Tuscan people. And then he went, whoop. Mm. <laughs> but I will say, but... Natalie Portman, I feel like in that first one was trying so hard to have that awkward 19, like 70s, 80 dialogue, like what Leia and Luke and Hans did that you can only do because it was the era. It just felt very awkward. Like, I love me some Natalie Portman well, and Thor. She was fantastic. Now that she's Lady Thor, that's pretty dope too. But did you know she was Lady Thor? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah, she's Lady Thor now. But um, I don't know where else I was going with that. But yeah, that, that movie was rough. Um, See, I was okay. But I will say, another good experience I had, I took Elliot. Number two was terrible. I took Elliot to Frozen 2 in theaters with just me and him. Just me and Elliot. That was that was one of the moments, like, after the whole thing, you know, my you, whole life went. You cried, didn't you? Nah, man, you I was laughing. Me and Elliot were laughing so hard. Like, we were loving, we were loving it, man. <laughs> and then you see what Josh Gad found Samantha in Disney. Have you seen that picture uh-uh. with him posting? He goes, guys, I found her. That's it's fun. a worker, a worker named Samantha. But yeah, I took Elliot to Frozen too. That was a whole lot of fun. We took all seven kids to Minions. Yeah. Was it Minions? No, Paw Patrol. We we, we did Minions too. That was all right. Um, the Paw Patrol movie. That I love that was movie. Watching these, like watching little kids experience the movie theater for the like Beth. Beth is Beth loves movie theaters. Sure, absolutely, she loves movie theaters. And so watching like her watching them, it was it was a whole lot of fun. 
Cool. That was a whole lot of fun. All we right. got other ones, but we're going to save those we're for the next episode. So we, we have three episodes recorded. Right? And we're not going to do the party cues because we're going to, we just did those. Yep. The coffee, dude. So coffee. I, I, I smiled really big when I drank this. You, you had, I was not expecting this. You had like a, I'm home smile. That's why I didn't even do the intro. I'm like, they don't need to know my name. So I'm just drinking my coffee. The coffee is a Chris Fuller roast mm. of Honduran. It's not quite as good as meatloaf, but it's pretty good. I had meatloaf. Uh, for dinner, and if, then if Beth I, left me with three more meals worth of meatloaf. You know, loaf. I am so excited. You've already given the people bingo. I know that that was intentional. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, friends. anyways, the coffee is uh, the Honduran, uh, and it was roasted a medium roast, and it's mm. got cupping notes of like caramel and nuts and chocolate. I can, I can, I can do chocolate. I can, I can tell there's a little bit chocolatey yeah. in there. Uh, was, is this a medium or is this more of like a full city? No, it's a medium. It might just be the fact that if it's a, th- I think it's a medium that we slow brewed. Yes. Yeah, so but the other thing too, is for the difference between you and I is I normally am a little bit lesser on the, on the coffee and you're a little bit darker, uh, not darker, thicker. I like thicker coffee. I like thinner coffee, but thinner coffees are too acidic for me. Yes. They're very, acidic. I agree with that one. So this is this is just a like good it. this is good nighttime around the campfire, mm. just talking about Jesus. I feel like uh, and and witnessing. I feel like Elf. <laughs> like this is just a good this is a good hit, man. <laughs> All right, this so this is a good hit. Why don't you go ahead and read the review? Oh, I got you, I got you. This review is left from L.S. Espinoza, and they they they, they. they said, <laughs> um, "Good mythical Christian." Ooh. I feel like that's a. Big task. Good mythical morning. Let me uh, let me tell you, when I first heard y'all on Spotify, I thought I was listening to Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning. I love your podcast, and I've been listening for a few weeks now. Y'all give me a lot of good content to discuss with my youth group. Love from Dallas, Texas. Texas. Dude, dude, that's a, I mean, that is a huge compliment. A little Rhett and Link. That, that's the goal. You know. That's the goal. Maybe we should start doing the whole reaction videos like Rhett and Link. But, but let's be honest. Um, there's a reason why we have an audio podcast and not, I mean, we have YouTube. Hi, have YouTube, YouTube friends. Um, we we both have been doing a lot better on video, I would say, over the last couple of years. We're getting there. It's slowly. But, it's, but, it's a but learning we're curve. Both, uh, we, we have our um, faces that were meant for radio. How about that? I don't know what you're talking about. I got a face Sorry. for movies. The, oh, just the oh. the horror movies. Um, so <laughs> I, I, yeah, the Grass Fairy has a voice for radio. How about that? Nah, dude. One good. of my bosses introduces me to clients. You're like, all right, hey, this is Mark, and you guys, you're just gonna love his voice. And I'm like, you can't lead with that. So, because now I got to pick, get the podcast voice out, and not just the <laughs> chat voice out. So fun, fun story. All right. Oh, okay. A certain person who will, who no who oh. will remain nameless that is not related to me goes you know i like listening to you guys but i can't stand waiting 20 minutes for you guys to get to the topic you talking about my brother-in-law joe hi no, joe no but that's another person <laughs> but it, it makes me laugh because where are we at with the time 19 minutes and 16 seconds bingo <laughs> i All love right. wow you that was you just held my hand instead of high no, no, five no, no. but either way if it was you a high leave five, us like yeah and you, and you held and it a shake I got like you. a victory well if you leave us a review on apple podcast there's we have i think it's close to over 500 ratings on spotify which is stinking amazing sure but if you leave us a rating over an apple podcast recommend us on facebook do whatever you got to do let us know send us a dm send us a text message send us an email and we want to get a mini swag bag in the mail 
for you just for saying thank you. And actually, you know what? It's been a little bit since I've checked to see how many reviews. 135. 135. That is unreal. That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it ain't like uh, some of my other ones have. Uh, well, that one only has 860. This one has uh, 1,700. You got like all the same podcast. You listen to all the same podcasts I do. <laughs> yeah, this one's got 3,300. This one is 1,700. Um, that one only has 75. We beat you, Josh Hall. Um, what, what about this one? This one has 2,000. So, guys, we got work to do. We got some work to do. We got some work to do. All right, let's dive into the conversation. I'm diving in. I'm going deep. There you go. There's your bingo. Okay, we're, 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 we're just obnoxious at this point. I'm going to shut who, up, drink my coffee, who and you just it? do it. Who sang it? We're Stephen over, Curtis Chapman. We're over-caffeinated. Stephen Curtis compared. Chapman. Some, some people say we're over-caffeinated. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah, you're right. So, um, Cheers. All right, let's do it. Today, sharing your faith with unbelievers. We've talked about like all sorts of different various topics of like, what's it mean to be a Christian or to be Christ-like? Uh, what is it? Or how do you, can you tell if your family or how do you talk to your family uh, who believes they're a Christian. Um, uh, just so many different good podcasts we've kind of danced around. Yeah. Because we focused on the Christian, right? Real talk Christian podcasts of how we interact with each other. Right. The idea life. for this is to have conversations from a Christian worldview sure. and speak into that. But we were specifically asked to cover this topic of how to share your faith or how to talk about your faith to unbelievers. So we're going to kind of dive into it we're going to still tiptoe around it a little bit okay. but the conversation <laughs> the conversation may get more direct later on let's do it before we get going though you know me i got a quote and i got a stat for you you got a quote i got a quote that i got a, I quote, got a quote too i got a stat all let's right do so it. The quote so it's uh this one is from lee strobel and if you don't know who lee strobel is case for christ uh case for heaven these, case for the resurrection yeah. case for miracle yeah. case for easter if you have not seen the case for heaven i still have the yet. documentary he did Phenomenal. Uh, where did you watch that? Amazon. Amazon Prime? Yeah. For free? No. No. You got to run it. Five ninety nine. Well, okay. You just talked about going to the movie theater, bro. You can afford it. That's Anyways. True. That's true. That's true. I've seen uh, far too many Christians who are more than willing to travel halfway around the world to volunteer for a week in an orphanage, mm. but who cannot bring themselves to take the personal risk of sharing Jesus with their coworker who sits day after day in the Ooh. cubicle right next to them. Ooh. If that that one's that one's that one shoots between the eyes, man. If that doesn't hit you upside the head, I don't know what will. It's very true. I mean, Beth talks about that where it's like, why would I have to travel halfway around the world to take right. care of orphans when there's you know orphans right here in sure. East Tennessee? And not that that's a bad thing because we have all sorts of friends that are missionaries to other countries. So. We love you, Joan Kimberly. Yeah, good, good, good. But go. we're all called to different things. Yes, we'll talk about that later. All right, so some stats. Let's do or it. A stat. So this one comes from Vital Stats for Ministry in 2020 from Lifeway research and it says the majority of those who attend protestant church at least once a month or 56 percent of the time say they pray for opportunities to tell others about jesus at least once a week according to lifeway research study with 23 percent praying for such moments daily yet a similar percentage of 55 percent say they have not shared uh shared the gospel with someone uh or how to become a christian in the past six months so over half the christians have not followed through of, hey, God, give me an opportunity, and then have not shared anything with their faith in the past six months. Now, this is back in 20, I think it was actually a 2019 study, but it came out in 2020. And so, um, but yeah, it's interesting, right? So there seems to be a desire to want to share your faith, right? To talk to unbelievers. <clears throat> and uh, 
and yet we we struggle with that. So, and, and I'll be authentic and raw and say, I mean, I would probably put myself in that category too. Sure. Like, well, and you're, I mean, it's a hard situation yeah. for you because you're I work uh, from home. You you work from home, right? And I work for a it's lot. It's just of like Janelle, right? It's hard for Janelle. It's hard for Beth because you guys just aren't around the world every single day, all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why don't Christians share their faith? Uh, I've got four reasons that come from desiring God here. Uh, number one, lack of God, gospel knowledge. So if you've been a Christian, even for a short time, you likely have heard the gospel hundreds of times, yet many of us struggle to articulate the truths of the gospel in a simple, coherent, and intelligible way. And this is so true, right? It's it's that Bible literacy, right? We mm-hmm. all struggle with that. Well, you know, I, I want to share my faith, but uh, I stumble over my words. I just don't say things right. And so that's why I don't share it, even when I feel like I should share it, because I'm afraid I'm going to sound like an idiot. Yeah, like yeah, that's it, a, yeah. That's, that's a real thing. That's a way I felt for many, many years. And I'll even say, this is a lot of things that I've noticed, too, when I was on staff at the church, of people would bring me their friends and right. be like, hey, hey, so they have questions about Jesus. And I'm like, why didn't he mean to talk to him? I mean, obviously, I'm going to. Like, sure. And that's part of the role I get to play. Right. But I'm like, you know, like I, I, it was that awkward balance between invite your friends to church versus invite your friends to Jesus, you right. know, where it's like, yes, you want to bring them to church, but so many times we put the weight on the quote-unquote paid professional sure. or the or the, the 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 priest or the the rabbi the pastor the bishop whatever title you want to use right go to the person that has trained in seminary right and let them talk to you about your because they can do it better because they can do it better right. and why not i mean it, it it makes sense in some regards of like oh why would i explain it when someone else can do it better so i feel like that i don't know if that is a problem in the western world because of the way we've built and have designed churches and staff structures and all those other things or if it's a struggle because of training, or if it's you know one of the other, like the other points you're about to bring up. Yeah. So and know? I and I want to just state real fact that these points are not like all encompassing. Like no. this doesn't cover everything. This is just like four reasons that that most people right, and and it is true. And they're they're very they kind of hit the the nail on the head with a lot of these. So, um, but yeah, it, I mean that's what it is, right? It's it's that um, almost uh, a lack of self confidence in your scriptural knowledge mm-hmm. is really what it is. It's I don't feel confident enough to uh, to share. I don't feel like I know it well enough. And if people have questions, how am I going to answer like, those questions? Exactly. Yeah, right. And Which so, is part of what we love about this podcast, because that's what the goal is, to help you get, equip you guys with answers. Right, right exactly. But, I mean, it's just like uh, watching a movie, right? You may, you may know the plot of the story, right? Mm. But you don't know ever all the intricate details of the story. But so, so often, we're still willing to share the movie plot with them, right? right. Or, or there's some people too, like me, where it's like I can watch a movie, and then if I try to explain it to you, I'm I I don't do good with recalling or what but, I just experienced. But here's the thing: like, I don't right? do good at so, it. So, and you could be like, okay, I'm never going to tell anybody about a movie, right? Because what if they ask me, well, who, what was the name of the actors in it? Who directed it? Who did these things? And it's like, well, uh, I don't know. Well, shoot, I don't know either. I mean, so, uh, but you're still like. We got to tell them about but the movie. It's good. It's like Madam Secretary. Who directed it? I have no clue. Exactly. Are you scared not to talk about Madam Secretary? Bingo. Uh, <laughs> Which side note? I've been watching White Collar again, and I'm almost done See? with that. And then when I'm done with that, I'm going to go back and watch Common Law. I've been watching, and the, then I'm going to watch Suits for a little bit. I've been watching the Great Holiday Baking Show. I'm discovering it is. Course. And by side note, um, it's a holiday movie time in the Fuller House. So we yes, been, it is. We, we were told we can podcast all night because that's all Danielle's watching tonight. She loves Hallmark. Let's keep going. So lack of gospel knowledge, just understanding and being able to answer people's questions and explain and articulate what the gospel actually is. Right. So the second thing that Desire and God says is apathy. Some of us just don't care that much about lost people. 
We wouldn't ever say it, but our priorities and lives reveal it. We make no time in our busy schedule to interact and engage with those who don't know Christ. We have long stopped praying for the lost people in our neighborhoods and workplaces. We have non-Christian friends and barely, or I'm sorry, we have no non-Christian friends and barely any ties. Lost people are low priority or mm. unbelievers. They say lost people, unbelievers, same thing. Um, so, and, and this is very true, right? Is that, um, and, and you know, I, I find this happens um, a lot. Uh, I'll give you an example. So when I worked at uh, the place out in Goshen, which I won't name, okay. it, it was a Christian establishment, right? This, mm-hmm. this, this factory I worked in, it was owned by Christians. A lot of Christians worked there. Not that you had to be Christian only to work there, but there were, it was just the way it was. Um, but there wasn't really much concern about like we were all Christians and talked about it, but nobody really talked about unsaved people, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about struggles in our lives, biblical doctrine. These are the things we focused on in our conversations and our prayers. Um, you know, working on me, working on each other, praying for this, praying for that, but never really prayer for the lost and the unsaved. Hmm. Um, and it's just, and it wasn't that I thought that we didn't care, but I just it was kind of like an out of sight, out of mind thing. Um, but we don't, we didn't care enough to make it part of in our sight, in our mind to, Hey, you know, maybe I don't have the opportunity to go out and, and find somebody that's not saved and have that conversation today, but I'm going to pray for him anyways. Lord, I pray for the lost people that are your children or going to be your children that you bring them to the salvation today. Right. Something so simple like that, mm-hmm. uh, could go a long way. And I'm not saying this is everybody, right? No, because, because I think of people like, you know, Beth and Janiel and so many others who are, you know, stay at home moms trying to raise some kids. Yeah, like that's who we're sure. called to minister to, or, the nature of people's businesses and work, but I think the apathy is less about the uh, the quality of engagements and opportunities, but the no, 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 not the quantity of engagements, but the quality of sure. those engagements. So, when an opportunity arises, do you stick your neck out and go for it? You know, right. and I think that's that, that's where a lot more to go is. Is you may not always have incredible opportunities. Like I think of Joe, who has incredible like he has incredible opportunities left and right right but because he's intentionally what he's his entire ministry is to use sports to reach people for jesus so that is the whole end goal right but i i almost wonder if if we could use our platforms to do that as well right and go for there like it's hard because like i work for a lot of churches yeah i hope they know jesus right i, I would hope so but i mean if i know what if i never if know. i'm building a website for a church and a pastor i sure sure hope they know what the gospel is but <laughs> but, but but what i have noticed is really cool is churches though have been asking me lately like, hey can we can you put a gospel page up on our website because That's cool we, we found that we want to tell people if you don't know the gospel go to it here sure. if you if, if you don't know how to share it just you can pull it up and walk through the steps like that which right. has been a really cool thing to to create for people yeah but you know i think there's so many times where if we um, oh, who, who, I don't remember who made that quote. If we live with our eyes wide open and we see the opportunity, we're going to take it, you know? And, and so I've been trying to figure out how I do that in my own business dealings and sure. different things like that. So I've started switching my email signature to, you know, thanks again, Mark, to blessings, Mark. Yeah, sure. And so because on my profile page, I'm unapologetic. I mean, I'm on my website. I'm unapologetically a Christian. Right. Unapologetically. Sure. So I also know that my reputation's on the line too, right. but I want every opportunity I have to at least not have a door slammed in my face, but sure. an opportunity for something to open when, when that time comes. Yeah. And I haven't been putting myself in a good position for that either. So I do think there's a lack of, I wouldn't even just say apathy, but more of just 
what's the word I'm looking for? We just kind of go through our days. We go through the motions. Well, would that yes. would, would that kind of fall into the same place as apathy? You think? Uh, Going yeah, through the motions, yeah, pro- just not prioritizing, right? Priority, yeah, priority. There you go. I say priority. They're just not priority, right? And, and they're not the forethought. But honestly, it goes back to honest. I mean, just let's be honest. Even in my own life, I find that God is not always number one priority in my life, right? And I think anybody that goes, God is one hundred percent always number one priority of my life, is eventually going to have to be in a spot that they find themselves that God is not one hundred percent a priority in their life at right. times because of whatever circumstances come their way. They just they're just not as focused on God at that moment or that day or whatever. And not that it always has to be that way, uh, but there are seasons and there are times where it's like, oh, man, I got to I gotta force myself to focus in on God. Oh, I got distracted. I, I didn't do my devotion today. I didn't do – I didn't pray today. You know, why didn't I do that? Well, because this happened. Okay, that's not an excuse. I got to refocus, refocus, you know, and that just happens. Well, we had the focus series for a while on the podcast. Right. Yep. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, we we both don't want to sit here and say, oh, you need to do this because we're not good at it either. I mean, we need, we're, we're preaching this sermon to ourselves. Yeah, right? sure. <laughs> and, and a lot of it is discipline, yeah. right? You got to get in the discipline of it. Mm-hmm. Not, not that that should be your whole – relationship with christ should be just discipline i'm doing it because i have to that's but it's like uh, working out right it, it you work out at first it's hard uh but eventually you start enjoying it and then some, and it but, but it doesn't always make it but but some days it's still hard oh yeah definitely hard like, right it's exactly. a still it's a choice and you, and you still may miss a day right <laughs> it just it's one of those things so yep all right so the number three thing that the desiring god says is fear uh what will others think of me what if they don't like me or my family some are paralyzed by the thought of being disliked, marginalized, laughed at, or openly mocked. We're afraid we'll lose business or get passed up for the promotion. What if we stop inviting the, uh, my kids to my birthday parties? What if, uh, I'm sorry, what if they stop inviting my kids to the birthday parties? What if talking about Christ makes seeing my neighbors awkward? What if they lump me together with Ned Flanders <laughs> or the Westboro Baptist Church cult? I feel that. And it's true, right? A lot of it is, is it kind of pairs well with the lack of gospel knowledge, I, I feel, um, where you kind of get that fear of, hey, I don't have good knowledge and I'm scared to, to mess it up or, you know, say something stupid and be looked at funny or laughed at. or um, And then there's just times that you don't want to share the gospel because you don't want to be seen as the crazy Ned Flanders, right? Of, uh, oh, the Ned Flanders or whatever the heck Homer Simpson says or whatever, you know, uh <laughs> Uh, but that's what it, it's a real f- problem with some people that they just are like paralyzed by fear of how they will be perceived and how they'll be received after doing right. That. And nobody likes rejection, right? It's human nature. I mean, there are some some certain people that are probably special that are like, I don't care if I'm rejected or not. I don't get. But those even people. me, right? I, I I don't like being rejected. I don't think any human being, most human beings, would like to be rejected, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, it is a real fear. There's a fear of rejection there. And I think that's what leads to that paralyzation. Uh, so number four is lack of compassion. And this kind of ties in with the apathy thing. It says we lack compassion for the lost. So it's not just that we're not thinking about them or that we're not prioritizing them, but we actually just lack compassion for the lost. We have forgotten what it was like to live without hope lost and apart from Christ. And in some instances, uh, people grew up at church, so they never really did experience that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we rarely consider that those who do not obey Christ will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord. It comes from Second uh, Thessalonians one nine. 
We just don't care that much. We might say we care, but we re- rarely cry out to God for the salvation of a lost neighbor, coworker, and classmates. Now, again, this list is not all-encompassing, but it is true that there are some people that just have forgotten what it's like, like to be hopeless and just like, all right, I just lack total compassion. You're an idiot, and uh, you deserve to go to hell. And I've heard that before. Really? You deserve to go to hell because the way you act. Like, look at Hitler, right? Most people would be like, okay, you deserve yeah. to go to hell. And it's like, okay, but should we have cried out? I mean, you know, and I'm sure there were a lot of people crying out. That's just an example and not a really good example, but of of just a way some people could get a seared mindset towards an unbeliever. And it may not be all unbelievers. It may be just a specific unbeliever, mm-hmm. right? Of, There's just no hope for and that's you. It. And we want to make sure we, we, we state the obvious of the fact of we're not sitting here trying to bash unbelievers either. No, it's more no. the fact of... You know, we have been given the grace by God, and we, we, we both believe that it's not in ourselves. Like, you know, our eyes were open. Sure. Someone told us the, 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 the good news, and, and that's that we, we followed. Sure. And so we're, you know, we're... Well, it's never... It's, we're more... Who, we're who, more, who are we to, to, to say this? We're more know? Christian bashing bashing than we are unbeliever bashing. It's true. Like, you idiots, get it right. Because just, we, we did remember that, you know... And a lot of it's just talking about ourselves, right? right? In, in our the, own And the Apostle Paul even said, you know, and all these different things, and so were such of you. Right. So, 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 so were you all at one time. Right. Where you guys were the greedy, you were the gluttons, you were the... the people who cursed others you were the liars you were the robbers you were the fornicators you were the xyz and all of a sudden it's like and and such were some of you and that's us and such were some of us guilty you know and i think when we have the proper understanding of remembering what jesus did for us there's the level of you know just the tried and true repentance that we have to do every single day of like you know god i don't deserve this and that's what grace is and the mercy but now what do you call me to do and and you know it's kind of funny, like the next week conversation to, to tag it yes. is we're talking about what does it mean to live as a Christian versus be a disciple, yes. and what's the difference between being a like a fan or a follower of Jesus? Right. right. So we'll get into that next week of Which what that looks and like, and that's going to be a, an awesome. I'm, I'm excited for that. And that was another user requested, user requested, um, uh, listener requested, listen, listen, listener, listener. So 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 when we put these four um, different things together, the fact of why don't Christians share their faith? It's, it's you know just to kind of boil it up. We don't know the gospel well enough. Um, we just don't make it a priority to share our faith. And then if we do try, it's just terrifying. We get paralyzed for fear, but ultimately results in the fact of, do you really care about those who are lost in the world? Right. And so do we not care about that? And I kind of want to add to that list too. I think the fact of, it kind of goes to apathy, but we don't share our faith because we put it on to the professionals, like the missionaries, like, 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 like there's so many times where it's like, oh, you know, how do you guys get involved with missions? Oh, well, we give our money and we, we send our money. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, well, we have missionaries that we send over there to do that. Yeah, we that, don't do that, but we send people to go do that. Or they're called to do it. I'm not. Or we have the outreach team, right. and the outreach team is involved, is in charge of doing all those different things. We're sure. not part of the outreach team. Sure. We don't do that. And it's kind of like that's why it goes back to Beth's church down in Knoxville where it's like we won't just send our money. We'll send ourselves. Right. That was part of their code. Sure. And so I think that's just a code that we need to have is – we will send yeah. ourselves. So um, Rose Publishing uh, took a poll, and they came up with a list of eight uh, most common reasons why. Oh, oh, this is from a poll. This is from a poll okay. of why people Christians don't share their faith. So number one is fear, which we're, we're going to, you're going to see some, common, some com- com- commonality between the two articles, right? So fear, I'm scared of what others might say, how people might react. Uh, number two, lack of training. No one ever showed me how to talk about spiritual matters. Uh, I wouldn't know what to say. Three, minimal contact with unbelievers. I mostly spend my time with Christian friends. 
Number four, shaky theology. God is in control, and I've heard this one too. God is in control. He knows who is going to become a Christian, so I don't need to do anything besides. Who am I to force my views on others? People have to find their own way. That's some that's like a very, that's, that is what, what what is it? Um, uh, hyper Calvinism in some regards. Yes, no, because they're like I don't have to say anything because God's, God's going to save whoever right. He wants to do. Right. right, but they're saying that uh, why would they force their beliefs on somebody else? And it's like, well, and I not, mentally struggle with that one. But it's not. With you. But it's not forcing; it's sharing, right? Right. Just like they share how they feel about whatever the LBGTQs, X Y Z, whatever that is. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, well, I'm going to share my views of how I think uh, how I think about it. Right. This is this is uh, what we call um, in our apologetic study that we're doing. Um, your worldview glasses or yes. your worldview lenses. I love worldview conversations. So, love them. Um, you know, everybody has a different worldview based upon the lenses that they have. Based from, on experience right, and training the way and they, upbringing. Right, and, exactly. Yep. Their life. Um, so number five, uh, a lack of concern. Uh, I've got a lot going on in my life. I really don't need, uh, I really need to focus <laughs> on schooling, career, et cetera, et I feel cetera. that one, man. I, dude, Ugh. a lot of these are hitting me, right? Uh, number end, six. Just end the episode, bro. Yeah. Mm, we're, just end the episode. We suck. We, yeah. Anyways. So number six, losing sight of the power of the gospel. Mm. As if my pitiful words in life could make a difference. Right. And how many times? Well, it's not in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I'm not really going to make a difference. Right. That's, I've heard that before. Who am I? I'm just one person. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to change anything. I'm just one person. Well, you don't know that because Billy Graham was just one person. <laughs> um, number seven, just flat-out disobedience. Bottom line, I just don't want to do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. At least you're honest. <laughs> you know, I ain't got much more to say than that. At least you're honest. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> bless your heart. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's probably the most honest answer it, there. It is. Right? Because we'll, we'll be like, well, no, I'm really. Well, I'm busy. I'm, I'm like, it's like, no, I just don't want I'm to. Like That's number, really what it comes down I'm to. I'm like one, two, three, four. And it's like, no, straight up, you're just number seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guilty sometimes. I mean, there's sometimes it is, is right? Mm-hmm. I'm just too busy and I don't want to do it. Uh, number eight, forget uh, forgetting what successful evangelism is. So something like, uh, I've talked to 12 people about Jesus and none of them have become Christians. So obviously I'm not called to evangelize. Mm. And it's, it's like, well, yeah, you've planted seeds in 12 people. That's that's the way we should look at it. And God gives the increase, right? Some plant, some water, and God gives the increase. Right. And, and I look back at Ephesians where it's like some are called to be apostles, some are called to be pastors, some are called to be evangelists. And so each one has their own purpose in the body. So so. Is that a valid thought of, well, because like, you know, I feel like I was talking with Soche about this the other day. Like, sure. like Pastor Scott is the most shepherd hearted pastor I've ever met in my entire life. That's right. his gifting. Whereas me and Soche, we're a lot more like, let's, let's, let's study and teach and equip in the teaching way rather sure. than one-on-one. He's more of a small group. I'm more of a bigger group and we all have our different giftings. But right, but beyond gifting, what's the calling? Ooh. Right. Calls the, so, so there's a gift, but there's a call, there's a command and, and. Really, Man, this week and next week are going to go real good together. Really I'm excited. I mean, what we're talking about that next we, week. We got to ask the question: Are Christians really called to share their faith? Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, I would say the short answer is yes. Depending on each person's gifting, it may look a little different. Different, but it's still there. They're still following through with the calling. It's just right. different. It's it just looks different. different. And different's not bad. No. But it's different. It may be inviting a stranger into your or your neighbor into your home and cooking a meal for him and just having a conversation, being there for him. Yep. And showing him Christ and in that creating an opportunity to build a relationship to then when they ask, 
you have a reasonable defense to give for the faith that you have. But that might right? not be your strength. You might have another strength to go out and just talk to people. You may just have conversations. Or just be on you know? the street corner, yeah. right? Just well, ran- randomness. I'm just saying the people are, there well, are I people mean, like called. This, I'm, I'm talking about like the megaphone dudes. Like those guys are weird to me. I, I understand because you're not called and that's not your gifting though, right? That's true. That's why it's weird to you. It's your worldview lens. <laughs> but, so, but, but I think about like in this regard of like a shoe, like a different shoe. Like sure. we all have different types of shoes. You have your work boots. We have, you know, running shoes. Which we don't really run. They're just... They're comfy. Um, you can have like you know soccer cleats. You could have football slip cleats. You have slip on. You got singles. You can have your right. your loafers. You can have your dude shoes. But they all have the same purpose. They're all the same purpose, and that's to protect your right. feet during whatever you're doing. They so, all have a purpose. They're just different. That doesn't make it wrong or bad. They're just so, different and have their special their specialties. We've said that, but w- where do we get some of this from? So one place is Matthew twenty eight nineteen through twenty. Right, great this commission, baby. Great commission. Right, go therefore. Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I will be I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, Romans 10, 12 through 15 says, since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the name of the Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on, on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news, right? So, and that looks different, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on your gifting, that may look different. It, I don't think he's specifically, I don't think Paul's specifically saying preaching, like you have to go out and be a preacher or you an evangelist. To, I mean, you, you have to speak. But you have to, yeah, you're going to have those relationships and those conversations. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, that's what I believe that, that he's talking to here in the context of this verse. Um, Psalm 96, we're going to go Old Testament now. Psalm 96, 2 and 3, sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wondrous works among all peoples, right? This is a command that has actually been referred back to in the New Testament, They've there. I forget which scripture it was, but somebody quoted. Saw they said it's like it was part of the Psalm ninety six, but I can almost imagine that they they tied this verse in there too. Uh, I'll have to pull it up and put it in the show notes because I don't remember off the top of my head. But that's why I put this one down. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so another one is Second Timothy one eight. Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Instead, share in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God. This is Paul obviously writing to Timothy, encouraging Timothy. Um, but it's something that we can take hold of as well and and use as, uh, hey, we need to rely on the power of God um, and share in the suffering for the gospel, which may look like rejection for us right now. It's not so much in us Western American. It, it's not persecution, although there are some. I would that say get it's more resistance than persecution. It's rejection. Yeah, right? rejection. It's rejections. Right. So uh, the and, resistance. And, that, and, and that's kind of suffering for some of us that don't like rejection. Mm-hmm. So, what are some practical? Because so, all right. So, we've talked about reasons why people don't share their faith. Should you yep. share your faith? Uh, what's uh, what's the calling to share your faith? So now let's get into the because that's the, the question is how do we talk with unbelievers? How about do we our do faith? it? Right? How, how how do we go about this? So we know. Okay, we've talked about many many times about the Great Commission and we need to do this. We need to do that. But how do we, Fuller and Mark? How do we do it? Mm-hmm. Right? How do I do it? And again, we said it's going to look differently for each person, right? Each person has a different gifting. Uh, we're all called to proclaim the, the gospel of Christ, but it's going to look a little different how each of us do it. But here's, we're going to give you some ways 
Um, actually, I pulled an article, Eight Practical Ways Every Christian Can Share Their Face from Premier Christianity. And then I have three. And then you have three. Oh, Premier Christianity. That's Justin Briley, baby. And That's then, Justin Briley from I, Unbelievable. What's and, up? And then I got some other ones from Dare to Share and all sorts oh, of stuff. Oh, you have mine. Dang it. I've got, yeah. Dude, that's my notes. No, it ain't your notes. It's my notes. Look. It's my notes. I already got it. But I taught this stuff. I it. Well, they're teaching it again, so. Fine. You do yours, I'll do mine, mm. and then we'll be all right. Just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so practical ways to <laughs> Christians. I'm sorry. That was really mean. That was bad. funny. That was funny. Right. Uh, ways that Christians can share their faith. Number one, be big hearted. Mm. John 3.16 shows us that God's missional instinction starts in his heart. God so loved that he sent, right? All of us need to embrace a big heart for other people to realize the value of each individual and allow that passion to motivate our actions. And we've talked about this many, many times yep. about... Um, love big baby love big but being made in, they're made in the image of god they're they're a loved creation that god loved right um whether they're living rightly um or doing things that are pleasing to god but they were made in they the were image made of in god. his image and he made them specifically in his image and he did that out of love right and so we need to have that that love also towards them and again love them so much and be so big hearted that we're willing to uh, become a Roman to win a Roman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like it. Number two, pray. Jesus not only prays for his disciples, but he prays for those who will come to the faith through his disciples, John 17, 20. Prayer focuses on the love of God in communities and onto people's lives. It is essential. We, le- or we learn that the harvest is plentiful, and surprisingly, Jesus tells us not to pray for the harvest, but for the laborers. Luke 9.38, a truly missional church is not 10 enthusiasts making a difference. It's all of us. And that is so true, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, prayer, uh, what, what is it? that The revivals that happened with Billy Graham uh, and uh, Billy Sunday and all this, that they always they always set a team, a prayer team, the week before the, the revival uh, to do nothing but fast and pray before each, each tent revival was set up. Um, and that's what uh, Billy Graham says that that was the biggest difference maker right there, right? And he was a humble man. And they in that documentary, you know, he prayed a lot, a lot. But that's what it was, right? Prayer is powerful. That's the that's the I don't mode. I don't know if that's the right word, but the mode in which God chooses to work, mm-hmm. right? So God doesn't need us to pray to Him, but He chooses that He wants us to pray to Him, and He moves through prayer. So that would be a good conversation. It Anyways, would be. Uh, number three, be authentic. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus tells us to go and make disciples. We cannot make what we are not. This is going to tie into next week. So being a disciple and being authentic is essential, particularly in a postmodern culture where people are more impressed by what they see as a guide to truth than what they hear. They want to see Christians who are the real the talk Christian deal. The real talk <laughs> Christian deal. <laughs> All right, I added a little there. I love that um, one. But, but it is, right? It's it's being authentic. It's being real with each other. It's it's being that uh, Matthew 5, 16, so let your light so shine before men to see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Yeah, and I'm going to bring this quote in now. I was thinking bring about it. doing it at the end, but bring from, it. from our boy Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He Bon-offer. said, your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their own disbelief in God. Yeah, right. Like, you should live in such a way where people are like, oh, I... I don't believe in God, but how do you explain that? Right. <laughs> right. Because you know, honestly, it's that old saying, actions speak louder than words, right? If you say, yeah, Jesus is the way, and then you're out getting slammed, stupid drunk, they're going to be like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. 
And, and we'll talk about that next week. Sure. What it means to be a fan of Jesus versus just right. a follower. I know. Of Jesus. It's, so the, I, the, I know. These, man, these are so dope. well together. I wouldn't even plan it that nope. way. This is God. Mm. Anyways, um, number four, be relational. According to the Talking Jesus research, over sixty percent of people come to faith through the influences of friends and family. Sixty percent, right? Uh, having unchurched friends and being a good neighbor is an essential part of the jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it's all about the relationships that you build with unbelievers. It's not, it's not that always I meet a stranger and I give them the gospel and they chose to, to follow Christ. No, the 60% are the people that you have relationships with mm-hmm. 60%. That's huge. Number five, do good works. Jesus says our good works should be seen, Matthew 5, 16, which we just quoted. Uh, Many parts of the church are now moving from the attractional model to missionary model. Um, This is seen in the good works that Christians are doing around the country. Christians are getting involved with street pastors, food banks, uh, money, uh, money advice, and many other services. And it's no surprise to me that the Talking Jesus research uh, shows that the average English English person sees Christians in a far more positive light than many of us previously thought. And Mm. this goes back to our be in the world, but not of the world. You got to be in the world to talk to the world, but you don't do what the world does. Right. I mean, Jesus' Jesus's last prayer was, I don't pray that you pull them out of the world, but that you protect them while they're in the world. Exactly. John John, John 14, John 14, maybe, I think. Well, yeah. And then we're commanded to, to take care of the widows and the orphans and help people. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. We're supposed to help. Yep. Um, And that's, shining our light before yeah, men, right? It, it kind of reminds fire. me of the whole idea where a lot of churches are starting to ask. The question is, if our church left our community, would the community notice? Yeah, that's and a that good is one. a big question. That is, that's a good one. All right, number six, have conversations. A lot of these are hey, kind of, we like this one. They seem kind of repetitive, but they all tie together. Um, so at at some point in the missionary journey, our faith must come to words. The Talking Jesus research sadly shows us that 46% of our friends are not very keen on us sharing our faith, and perhaps that's that has to do with our language. In, the, uh, in that, perhaps we are using words uh, that are no longer meaningful. Hmm. Uh, so in Colossians, Paul, Paul challenged us, us, us to be gracious, uh, Colossians 4, 6. This might mean sharing our faith in a conversational style, asking questions about the other person, and what they believe in making a softer approach. The golden rule of every conversation is to leave people positive for the next Holy Spirit encounter and not positive to like, hey, we're the happy helpers and Jesus is great and your life's going to be so good with Jesus. But I think what they're talking about is more of the fact of we speak a lot of Christianese. Mm, These okay. and thou's and the Christian. All right, yeah. So there's a difference between justification and sanctification. And this is it. And they're like, I don't even know what the heck you're talking about. Right. And it's you just seem self righteous and try to be above me right. by your it's language. It's meeting people where they're at. Yes. And, and this is, we'll go into what we're talking about here in a second with the, the stuff from um, Dare to Share, where if you, I mean, look at the Jesus style of communicating. Right. Jesus asked questions more than he ever gave answers. And so many times, if we ask the right questions, we can guide people down the path. Like, it sounds bad, but I, my favorite thing to do with people when I'm talking with them is the Socratism. I oh, love yeah. the Socrates method. You just ask questions. Right. You just keep asking questions, and eventually and then, they come to a spot. And this is, you know, I was telling Joe this that today when we're talking about, you know, trying to people with worldview and evolution. And I've been focusing less on trying to argue about, like, the, the age of the earth and evolution, this, that, and the other. But in reality, it's more of... If you can push people on evolution, just keep asking them more and more questions, you can get them to the point where the fact of humanitarian efforts in that worldview of survival of the fittest makes no sense. Right. 
You know, well, you just make them look at what they believe. Exactly. You just ask. By you just ask questions. questions, and it's not mean questions. You're, right. you're not trying to put people in a corner, but be intentional about getting involved with their life, asking those questions, and and just having the conversations around that. Sure. So uh, number seven is develop a rhythm of mission. The very fact that Jesus uses a harvesting analogy in the parable of the sower, Matthew 13, 10, speaks to me of a journey of rhythm. The ground has to be broken up. The seeds must be sown. They must be looked after the weeds taken out. And at the right moment, there must be a harvest. And when you finished one cycle, you start again. Hope Together has been promoting the idea of rhythms of mission. In the autumn, thinking of our friendships with a view of inviting people to the easiest invite in the church calendar, a Christmas service. Then at the new year arrives, we look at uh, after our relationships with prayer and work towards Easter, where uh, we have an opportunity at Easter to tell stories of historical Jesus. During Pentecost, we carry on with the good works and the testimonies as appropriate. Then having shared God's story, the story of Jesus, and maybe even our own story, we can ask people, what is your story? And we can invite people to... uh, Alpha, which is an amazing yes. Bible study. Right. Uh, Christian Explorer or something similar. Which and basically for us is saying we, we can we can invite them to church or, yeah. or Bible study. A Bible study, yeah. Which Alpha is what we do on the podcast. So it'd be right. like saying, hey, if you got, like, I got this podcast, I think they answer your question really right. good. So in this rhythm of mission, uh, there can be at least three church-wide guest services. So are, there are typically. But it's, it's all about those conversations. You can't just go, well, I'm going to take them to church, and that's it. It's those conversations before, during after right that's really what it is that's tending the field Mm -hmm. that's that development if you invite someone to church invite them to lunch afterwards well and beyond that continue the conversation Mm -hmm. throughout the weeks right uh church is not where places a place to go for people to get saved or they should have already heard the gospel before they even get there it's just a it's a support right it's Mm -hmm. more of a support for you than it is for them um just so you can be like well okay i just want to make sure i i'm saying the right things to them. You know, that's really mm-hmm. what it is. It's more of a Christian support than it is for the unbeliever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, number eight, be intentional. Often the missing ingredient in our mission is intentionality. The challenge is to keep the motivation alive and well. When it comes to motivating people uh, while including a measure of accountability, I have never seen anything more powerful than small groups which are holistic in discipleship and have a missional heartbeat. The future in people, uh, the future is in people power mobilizing and encouraging every church member. Small groups do this well. Mm. Um, so that came from Premier Christianity. Again, all these links will be in the show notes. Yep. Um, so let's dive into uh, a couple more uh, easier ways to help share the gospel, right? Yep. So we've talked about the importance of the gospel, different ways to be intentional, you know, be big-hearted, uh, but if one of the biggest rhythms, fears is I don't know what to say, yeah. So let's tell you what to say. Let, let's give you a couple small things, and and some people like them, some people don't. It goes back and, and forth. And there's a thousand different methods. There's the three circles, which is what our church does. There's the bridge. There's the Romans Road, and this is just a, another simple. Yeah. Ride. And my attachment didn't pull up that I had in here. I had an attachment. I don't know what attachment there. you had. It was a gospel. It was an anagram for gospel. That one right there. Uh, no. The, the graphic's pretty dope. No, it was. It was. Well, maybe it is this one. Is it the dare to share? I don't know. No, it's not. It's something else that I, I yeah, I used a snipping tool at work when I put it on there. Oh, man. But anyway, so, so let's get into it. Anyway, so we're going to go into the dare to share since I don't have that other one. Uh, the dare to share, there's three things you can do. There's ask, ad- admire, and admit. Number one, ask, get to know people, listen to them, and learn their story. Ask questions about their background and spirituality. Admire. As a person shares their faith, background, point out the things about their religion you admire. Dedication, missions, I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
Number three, admit. Emphasize that as a Christian, you are a messed up sinner who needs salvation too. Uh, transition into your story and the story of the gospel, which it could include God created us to uh, be with him. Our sins separated us from God. Sins cannot be removed by good deeds. Uh, pray, uh, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. Everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. And life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. But the cool thing with that, though, and I want to lean into is the fact of when you're talking with unbelievers, you can never ask too many questions. Yeah. You ask, you inquire, because that breaks down walls. It's yes. now it's no longer about, oh, I'm gonna try to beat my thought into your thought press. You're asking, you're admire, you're finding you're finding connection points. Like uh, I heard JD Greer having this conversation about um he has a big heart for the Muslims and especially sure. the Muslim community in his area. And one of the things he loves to do, and he's gotten a lot of flack for is he admires the Islamic faith in regards to Jesus. And then he leans in to ask more questions. And he goes, right. well, can, can I show you about what... He doesn't talk about the Trinity yet. He doesn't talk about sanctification and Islam or, or and Allah's not the God of the Bible and whatnot. But he starts with the commonality of, oh, no, no, we both have Jesus. Let me show you what his apostles have said about Jesus and the historical evidence for Jesus and these different sure. things and what the Old Testament says about Jesus and in that relation for that. So J.D. Greer does this thing where with the Muslim world where he tries to find a point of what he commonality. a commonality to go after that commonality right. because that's that's the best way they say honestly is to get someone to even leave Christianity is you find commonality between Christianity and atheism and then you just tear it down. Sure. That's 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 well, and I'm saying that in a bad way. And but. part of it is being intentional, being big hearted, being authentic. You know, having a relationship and having those conversations, right? Those, those eight, part of those eight things that we. And talked I think about we're before. all good at certain things. I think we're really good about actually trying to ask people questions, right. And then you know, admire different things. But a lot of times, I think we get stuck and forget to do the. Um, okay, so what about me? How do right. you admit in this situation? You know, right. So I think that's what it's more so is that we ask questions, ask a lot of questions, share your your, your points and whatnot. But the biggest thing here is what it says: admit that you know. That as a Christian, you are still messed up. You're still trying to figure this out. But right. the really cool thing is he says transition to your own story. Right. He doesn't say transition into this person's story or that person's story. Or let's right. pull out the Bible and read Genesis 1-1. Well, why? Because they and see. And preach at them. They see vulnerability and you break down walls. Right. And how are, how are you going to, how are, uh, what's what's the, the verse in Revelation of the song? Um, we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm, yeah. I right. think we, we need to lean into that a little bit more. Sure. So yeah, that came from that. That's the kind of the the dare to share thing. Uh, they've got an anagram for gospel, and I don't. Uh, you just actually, read it. You just read it. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. You just read it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You're right. G O S P E L gospel. And there's so many um, other ones too, man. So there's another one. Uh, there's the ABCs. Uh, uh, it's kind of controversial whether people like it or not. Um, they admit, believe, confess. That's what church teaches. So admit, you, you admit that you're a sinner. You believe in Jesus Christ as the savior of all and the, the salvation for, and he paid the penalty. Yep. I did ABC backwards growing up as a kid. And then, yeah. And then, um, and then see, you confess, right? Confess your sins yep. and commit, confess that he's Lord of all. Uh, and surrender. So, uh, but there's another way, uh, and this comes from Lifeway Research. Hey, Lifeway. Um, and it says, uh, God rules. Okay. So that's number one. God rules. The Bible tells us God created everything, including you, me, and he's in charge of everything. Genesis 1, 1, Revelation 4, 11, Colossians 1, 16 through 17. Number two, we've sinned. Uh, we all choose to disobey God. The Bible calls this sin. Sin separates us from God and deserves God's punishment of death. Romans 3, 23 and 6, 23. Number three, God provided. 
God sent Jesus, the perfect solution to our sin problem, to rescue us from the punishment we deserve. It's something we as sinners could never earn on our own. Jesus alone saves, John 3, 16, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Number four, Jesus gives. Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross for our sins, and rose again. Because Jesus gave up his life for us, we can be welcomed into God's family for eternity, which we're going to be talking about God's family in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the best gift ever. Romans 5, 8, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, and 1 Peter 3, 18. And number five, we respond. Uh, we can respond to Jesus' the ABCs of becoming a Christian. is a simple tool that helps us remember how to respond when prompted to. And again, we just went over to the ABCs. Um, so, again, we're going to put all these in the show notes, these links. You guys can go over. And these are just quick little little, little things you can study. You don't even have to remember all the scripture verses. I would I, say I would pick hear. one and double I, down on it. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Memorize it. Even memorize, if you can, where the scripture verses are found at. That way you just know. Uh, and then another good one. Uh, this is kind of the old school one. Roman Road. The Roman's Road, right? Yeah. Uh, and I love it, man. I do. I just, it's so, it went, this is the one that I doubled down on to learn how to share the gospel. It's just what I learned because mm-hmm. I grew up learning. That's what we grew so, up. Yep. Uh, so number one, we are all sinners by nature and by choice. I like that. By nature and, and by, by choice. choice. Uh, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, two, we re- we receive life as a free gift. Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Number three, God demonstrates His love for us, His enemies. Romans five eight. But God proves His love for us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Number four, I know I'm saying King Jimmy version here. I know, that's King Jimmy, I've, I've baby. Gotta, I'm, I'm like, come on now. I can't help myself. My father-in-law's like, woo <laughs> Get old King uh, Jimmy. Number four, we must trust and surrender to Jesus as Lord. Romans 10, 9 through 10. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the, uh, with the mouth, resulting in salvation. Uh, number five. A sinner's prayer for forgiveness. Now, this is the Roman road. The the, the response the, to the, it. The response, the true blue. This is the sinner's prayer right here, right? Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. It's basically going over everything you just talked about, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life. I can now have faith in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is a good guideline. I I mean, if you want to memorize it and lead them in the sinner's prayer. But the thing uh, that I don't like about the sinner's prayer is it just focuses on I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. Yes, it has nothing to do with following Jesus as right. king and Lord and what that right. means. Surrender. Surrender, right? Yeah. And so then number six is a relationship of peace with God. Romans 5, 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, again, this is the Christianese thing, justified by faith, we have peace. With God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and then so after you have the peace, that now you got to pursue so, the original creation of what you're meant to be. You've been justified you know? by faith, but now it's time to be sanctified. Go live it, baby. It's time to be sanctified. Go live it. So that is a couple of just different ways, and there's many more. Those are just uh, the couple that. Yeah, my I favorite are the three circles, and we didn't even talk about that one. Right, right, That's exactly. Okay. No, that's it, okay. It, yeah, so there, there's so many things out there that you, know you know can we find. Need to do? Find what works for you. And, and like you said, double down on it and learn it. I think we need to put on the RTC website different ways to share the gospel. I think we need to do that on the RTC website. Maybe so it's we not should. just that. It's like, hey, here's different ways to share the gospel. Here's all the different methods. We should make some like printouts. 
That'd be dope. Like make a printout where you go to a website, it's a free PDF, and you just print it out. Sabrina, can you help us? Put you it did on the bingo fridge. sheet. <laughs> I mean, we both have Canva, and we could do it, but, That's you know, true. your boy's got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of just a quick couple of things. Now, I do have some final thoughts. Of course you do. We got to land the plane, homie. They got And they come from Billy Graham, right? Oh, it's wait, 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 wait. Really? Things, yeah. Five things for sharing your faith 101 from Billy Graham. Okay. So real fast, and then this is, I'm going to land the plane with a quote after Let's this. Let's just land it. After you hit the quote, we're going straight to fun facts. All right. Sounds good. All right. So final thoughts. Number one, understand that your own life is a great part of your witness. If my relationship with Christ isn't vital, then I really don't have a lot to share. People not only listen to your words, they look at your life. We still fall or fail and are always a good example. So our only hope is to come to God and surrender to him. It's nothing that we can do. It's God's work. Number two, realize that we earn the right to be heard by sincerely listening to others. This is what we've been talking about almost the entire podcast. Everyone has a story. You just can't blunder into, blunder into a situation and callously share without listening. The Bible says that Jesus was a friend of sinners. That's our example, to be a friend, to listen to people, to see where they are, and to take them where they need to go. Number three, recognize that people are looking for a cure. When you go to the doctor, you don't say, I have cancer. Instead, you describe your symptoms. That's where most people live. They only see the symptoms. I'm lonely. I'm suffering from a broken relationship. I'm stressed. There's darkness within me that I don't know what to do with. How do we share Christ with someone who is overwhelmed with their symptoms? We know the ultimate cure. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't die for their symptoms. He died for their sins. Yet people don't wake up in the morning and think, you know, I need to accept Jesus. They wake up with the symptoms. And so as people who are attempting to rescue those who are lost, we need to start with the symptoms, show them the disease, aka sin, and take them to the ultimate cure, which is Jesus. Number four, keep it simple. The gospel is already simple. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again. We need to turn away from the things that are wrong in our lives and accept that Jesus died uh, did, died on the cross for us and received him as Lord. Don't complicate it. So many times we throw in things like our denomination or other doctrines, or we use religious terms that a lot of people don't understand. We end up confusing them and creating barriers. Explain the gospel in a way that people can understand. Number five, stress the love of God. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's from the NIV. It starts with love, and that's where we need to start. Ultimately, we have to explain that we're all sinners and have violated God's standards. And because of that, there is a judgment. The wages of sin is death, Romans six twenty three. But don't start with that. People know they've done a lot of wrong things, but they need to hear that God uh, is still open to forgiving them. So I thought those were five good ways. Um, and then the lastly, uh, Leonard Ravenhill said, any method of evangelism will work if God is in it. Time for Fun Facts with all right, my dude. I kind of, I kind of cut you off there for a little. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. You I, were like, I muted myself. I know, but I was like, all right, I'm shutting you down. You don't get any final thoughts. I'm going to read these. And I don't have I any. Okay. I don't have any because next week's conversation literally stems from what's next. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So now we've gone through of how to walk through salvation or to lead someone into salvation. 
And then now we got to, what happens after that? What happens after that? And then after that, we're talking about what does it mean to actually be in God's family? Oh, man. It's like, man, God planned this so well. I'm Let's so excited. Go. This we was even, all accidental, baby. We didn't even talk about it. <laughs> we did not talk about it. Well, my dude, we always end people on the glorious days with some fun facts from the Fuller. Do you have one that's a good one? Well, I know at time of recording, this is a couple weeks past Halloween, but you know, this, this is a good episode. And I think of my sister-in-law with this episode okay did you know i, I haven't looked yet so did I'm, you know I'm looking up that spider webs were used as bandages in ancient times no what what in ancient greece and rome doctors used spider webs to make bandages for their patients what? spider Why? webs supposedly have natural antiseptic and anti- antifungal properties which can help keep wounds clean and prevent infection it also uh, it's also said that spider webs are rich in vitamin k which promote clotting so the next time you're out of bandage, just mm. head for your attic and grab some Webacillin. Nope, no, I'm calling bullcrap. No, I'm calling bullcrap on Look, it. No. I, I even put the, where I got it from, Matt. I am pulling bullcrap. I put the I'm link calling for it, it man. I'm calling it. No. I put the link down, bro. I don't give a rip how healthy it is for me. I ain't doing that. You know, they used to think that, like, remember, remember we were talking about this? They used to put lead in, like, Egyptian eye, like, shadow. Yeah, and they used because, to drink from lead cups. They thought that was a great idea, too. Well, we talked about it because, well, I, I won't share what's oh. coming out soon, but... Uh, something about a store? Something maybe that there might be some swag maybe by Christmas time. But we'll we're trying. We'll see what happens. That's dope. But uh the that did you know crocodile dung was once used as like a facial cream. Like ancient Egyptians used it crocodile feces as like skincare. That is gross. It it people were nasty. <laughs> that is gross. Nasty. We've had a lot of fun facts with poop though. <laughs> it's just funny. Beth and her rhinos. It's just funny to me. It's <laughs> goodness. Well, anyway, <laughs> I don't know how it's a transition guys, but either way we are, you know, we're just blessed to have you guys part of the RTC online yes, community. Yes, we There's are. There's so many ways to continue the conversation over in Facebook land. That's probably the best place to do it inside of that Facebook group because we have a community of other believers, other listeners to continue the conversations over there. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Hit us up with our email or our phone number if you have any questions at all. But I want to challenge you guys to get over there to Facebook. Facebook land. Yeah. And then go ahead and if you haven't already, check us out on YouTube, Real Talk Christian Podcast. Hit that subscribe button and that Ding. bell notification oh, a little and, early, get, my bad. and get notified when we're live. And leave us a rating and review. And even better than that, share this episode or another episode of RTC with one other person. How about that? We're telling yeah. people to invite people to Jesus. How about you invite people to the podcast? That's not one of the same. That's, that was probably a very bad analogy. That's right. We'll go but, with it. We'll, but we'll with just it. go with it. But guys, we love you all. We're so thankful for you. And until next time, take it easy.